Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Luke and Pete Shaw Many Happy Returns. Jesus, hope you had a good birthday. Uh, if you enjoyed uh, your Christmas uh, period, uh, well done. Uh, if you had a terrible time, well, let us be the salve to that particular emotional wound. Would you still say it's the Christmas period now, though? What's your Yeah, car? if they're still Christmas-themed Mrs. Brown Boys on the fucking telly, I think we're allowed. If, if the eye dents on BBC One, I was a little snowman in them. I think that's fine, to be honest. If Sky Sports are still doing the footballs as snowballs advert, <laughs> yes. which is very good, by the way. Right. I actually really like it. I don't think I've seen it. So, like, it's like Christmas is a time for football or whatever. Yeah. And um, it's like, I don't know, it's just really Christmassy. So, they, 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 it's snowing, but the snow's all, snows all footballs. <laughs> is that what, is that it? If you it, said it was really exciting and it, it is a snowball. I, well, Jamie Redknapp's got his sketches on. <laughs> He's scooting around. Yeah, honestly. His thing. Yeah. How's, how's your Christmas day, Peter? Oh uh, yeah, it was all right. It was uh, uneventful. It, it was uneventful, went, and went I on. think that's what we need. That's what I you just want. You know, no alarms, no surprise, no, like, just a little bit quiet. Like being a referee, you do a good job, and no one knows you. there. No one knows you're there. Yeah. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it, it, this is the twenty seventh. Uh, the show is going out. Uh, it's uh, you know when you sort of go on those websites, it's really easy, cheap content where you sort of go right, whose birthday is it? Yeah. Uh, what day is it? What's the sort of um, hallmark nonsensical? piece of shit day that someone sort of invented for a for a PR scam uh, sort of day uh, so you'll get like you know national fucking eat a pancake no that's like literally <laughs> I've picked the worst that's a one. day yeah literally, um, drive your car into a lay by day yeah. it'll just be confusing like why have you done that oh it's yeah. sponsored by uh, Ford or something anyway uh, 27th Make cutout snowflakes day. What? <laughs> ah, you know those little you know those little things you used to sort of like you'd sort of fold it up Make some slices and then you unfold. Oh, no, they are, but I don't want it. admin on the twenty seventh. No, no, you don't want paper cuts. Certainly, uh, it's also National uh, Fruit Cake Day. Of course, it fucking is. Because, I can see that. I can because see Christmas, that. Christmas cake. Do you like a Christmas cake? Um, I used to when I used to do. When my nan used to make them and drink a cup of tea with it. But no, not really. It's not a. I'm not a big cake guy, but I do like a fruit cake out of all the cakes. I think it's there's a lot to be said for um, those remember, weird green raisins that live in there. I can remember my mum starting the Christmas cake because you know you have to let it, let it soak in that yeah. brandy and stuff for yeah. ages. Remember, like a few, it felt like a few weeks out from Christmas, my mum would start making the Christmas cake, and that was like exciting stuff. <laughs> Does she still do that? She doesn't make one now because no. not enough people eat it. Right. But she used to do the proper thing. She used to put the Mars pan over it. She used to do the icing. She used yeah. to have little things that lived on top of it. 
It was cool. It was like be, a cool thing. We'd be eating it for like six months afterwards as well. They last. Oh yeah, it lasts for forever. Time. Yeah. Or it doesn't last, but you just eat it anyway. And then my ex-girlfriend's family um, used to do. They were very middle class. Um, she won't mind me saying that. They they. Um, it was cool because she was very artistic, mm. and so was um, her dad. And they used to settle on a theme during the year at some point, mm. and they would decorate the Christmas cake in that theme. Okay, nice. So, so you'd have like, I don't know, I mean, it's long after I was there. Splatterhouse. I, I saw from social media. She, they had like a Brexit-themed one. Brexit, yeah, right. Okay, cool. Um, and then like uh, one of them would be like, uh, I don't know, Santa Claus reading the paper or something. <laughs> it's just it's kind of a cool thing. Cool. So I like a Christmas I like cake that. because I like what more what it represents. I mean, I will, I will house any cake. Yeah. I, will, I will just hoover up any cake, unless it's a coffee flavor. I don't really like coffee-flavored stuff. Right. But that's one of the best things about this time of year, the 27th, no responsibility really, offices closed, nothing to do, hanging out, doing your thing, and just mm. eating all the food that's left over. I know it's gluttonous, I know it's probably fucking terrible for the environment and all the rest of it, but let's just enjoy it. Hey, look, I I love sprouts so much, I'm terrible for our environment in, yeah, the, in, in the home because well, I bloody Christmas, love sprouts. That Christmas party we went to when we can still have Christmas parties, you, were, I mean, you must have eaten about 400 sprouts. <laughs> I've never seen the like. It was, they were on little um, on little sticks, weren't they? And it, it, it oscillated between steak, sprout, steak, sprout. And I was just fucking jamming these fucking sprouts in my mouth. And the steak, I was just leaving behind because I didn't care for it. Bad steak, great sprouts. So I don't really like sprouts that much, but I went to a nice restaurant once called the Copper Grouse in Manchester, Vermont. And they served up sprouts with like pancetta and yeah. all this seasoning. And it's actually very, People very good. People just need to get over it. Sprouts are delicious. And if you can't handle sprouts... How do you cook them, though? Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, my partner doesn't eat um, a lot of meat, so I I can't get away with the. But she doesn't really eat sprouts anyway, so I could actually get away with just pancetta. Just pancetta, lovely. I mean, people throwing horse chestnuts can't be asked for that. You don't eat more meat, though, do you, on a Christmas dinner? No, but little little chunks of bacon will be fine on them. I'll give them a little something, something. But I love yeah. sprouts. I love the kind of uh, the slightly sour taste to them. Slightly, uh... um, speaking of Christmas and um, Christmas traditions, obviously Christmas songs are a big thing. Mm. around this time of year mm. and some would probably I think rightly say that the golden age of Christmas songs is long since gone right yeah people don't do them now no. I mean some people try I mean I think Ed Sheeran tried to do one out on John yeah I just I, and everyone and the thing sorry I'll get your take on it Pete but I just wanted to say this everyone slated it and it's like I understand why you're slating it fine but they are trying to do a they are trying. Yeah, they're trying to do like a thing that used to be good and people yeah. liked it and assumed it would be good and now as soon as they try and do something to bring it back, you're going to slagging it off. But is it just our generation that like the kids probably will look back and hear that Ed Sheeran song and it will remind them of Christmas because No, because it, it won't be part of the consciousness, will it? Is it being played? Is it being played? Well, you've heard it. I've heard it. Mm. We've clicked on it. I haven't actually heard it. I just saw the review of it. Right, okay. I yeah. guess there's not a culture of watching Top of the Pops anymore, so you choose the music that you listen to. So it's all very yeah, much on you, isn't true. it, I suppose? That's true. Nothing's curated anymore. But I found this article, and we briefly touched on it a week or so ago, but I want to save it for today's show, um, which is the biggest earning Christmas songs. As I already said mm. to you, um, Merry Christmas Everybody by Slade uh, is the biggest earning Christmas song. Apparently it nets the writers of it, which I presume is Slade, Noddy Holder and his gang, um, half a million pounds a year every year. Right. That's a fucking great life hack, isn't it? <laughs> he, they know whatever happens every year, their baseline, yeah. they're going to make half a million quid. Between four or five of them, yeah. It's still good. Oh, it's still very good, yeah. No, and that, they've got other songs been... as well. No one listens like, to them. No one but they've got other songs. Go on, feel a noise. Yeah. Come on. Do you remember the, the Slade one? 
Uh, it's iconic, right? <laughs> it's iconic. Some of the others in the list. So, can you guess what number two is? You should be able to. Oh, is it Shaking Stevens? No. <laughs> not even <laughs> in the top ten. Mean? Where's that come from? That's not even in the top Which ten. Which one did he do? Uh, Shaking Stevens, uh, Christmas. Oh, God, I can't remember now. The Christmas Jitterbug. I don't really know what it's called. You just said, just, uh, no, Christmas. <laughs> Christmas Chicken Stevens. Oh, it's um, Snow is Falling. Yeah. Oh, it's not on there. Not on there. No. Not even the top 10. Um, number two is, obviously, and the bells are ringing out for uh, Christmas Day. Right, okay. The Pogues, yeah, yeah, Fairy yeah. Tale of New York, featuring Kirsty McColl, of course. And a chorus of dads shouting the F, that F word, because they just need to hear it. I can't believe I was listening to it on the radio and it's not there. Oh, you can, They've edited it out. You can't say anything these days. Can't say anything these days. Um, number three. Can't scream anything in a test score these days. You can guess number three. What's number three? I'm so not going to make it the whole top So ten, number one is It's Christmas Noddy Holder. Number two no, is no, The Pogues. Called Merry Christmas Everybody by Slade. Okay. Uh, Merry Christmas War is over. John Lennon. Andrew no. Bono. No, that's not in the top ten either. Fucking hell. I What's in these absolute imposters? Um, number three is uh, Mar- Mar- Mariah Carey. Oh, yeah, no, that is true. Yeah. Why is that not at number one? That's all fucking... Yeah, yeah I don't know. That's, I, a, that's her thing now, isn't it? She doesn't do anything for this. She's like Santa. She doesn't do anything. And then when it gets to... Um, back in November, bang, I saw, I saw, Vegas residency, baby. I saw a brilliant... Um, Adele's doing a Vegas residency now. Good. Yeah. Cha-ching. Fucking money, baby. Bunce. Um I saw a great video of Mariah Carey recently where she comes out to play some event or something. I, I think she probably does those things that you talk about, the Russian oligarch stuff and, <laughs> that Robbie Williams does. Yeah. And she comes out onto... They, they announce her onto stage. She comes out onto stage and stands up to the mic to start singing. The song starts. She steps up to the mic, looks around at the spotlights on her, decides that she doesn't really like the light because it makes her look bad, I guess. Just moves <laughs> everything to the side, just stands in the dark and carries on singing. <laughs> this is great, right? Carry behavior. Smashing. But anyway, um, one thing that the reason I brought this up, and I'm going to be a little controversial here. Right. People don't like to talk about this. People do not like to admit it, and right. it is beyond the pale of popular. Um, Rhetoric, right? But the Gary Glitter Christmas song is fucking brilliant. Uh, they never, never play it anymore. Which one's that? It's one called now? Another Rock and Roll Christmas. Another Rock and Roll Christmas. Another Christmas Rock and Roll. No one listens to it anymore. I understand why. It's beyond the pale, but we should admit that it's brilliant. Would you notice that if, uh, like the man who was playing Michael Jackson in uh, the food market, the food market yeah. would you necessarily notice that that was Gary Glitter? Because obviously, famously, the most iconic scene in the Joker film uh, features Gary Glitter. Does it? Yeah. Doctor Who. Hey, or whatever it is. It's That's not Gary Glitter. The Doctor Who is not Gary Glitter, but it's the same tune. Hey! Hey! How have they got around that then? Um, I'm fairly certain that they have uh, somebody wrote a think piece or, or possibly even a research piece uh, that he doesn't actually technically get any money out of that but I don't know how that would work because presumably he was writer and executor of that particular uh, song uh, and, and they play it at NFL games obviously but nobody knows it's Gary Glitter it's an interesting thing isn't it because mm. It's, it, I feel like we don't have a we don't have a take on that. We don't have an official line. Ah, oh, well, as, as a, take a stab in the dark. No, as a society doesn't have a line <laughs> oh. on that. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, they haven't got a line on Jackson either. What do you mean? We haven't sort of like we sort of like. No uh, one said right now. This is what's happening. We've we've caged the man, or the man's dead. Yeah. Uh, so we can't do anything about that. 
but everything that's kind of around it, because you know, music is such a business and such a, 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 a an industry. Yeah. Uh, around it, everyone's got a mouth to feed, and, and you know, why 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 should the why should the core writer of that song that Gary Glitter worked on why should he go hungry because of what fucking Glitter yeah, got? What about to? Rod Templeton who wrote all the Jackson songs? Okay. To eat? I'm sure he'll be fine. <laughs> Probably will. Probably will. Um, but do, what's your take? Do you think we should be still listening to Michael Jackson? Oh, I don't even know. I, exactly. I, no one knows. I know. Nobody knows. No one fucking knows. So what are you going to do for New Year? I've got to look at the man in the mirror and what, try and yeah. ask myself to make a change. We've got a show on Thursday just before New Year, but yes. while we're on the subject, what are you going to do for New Year? Because it's dead now, isn't it, New Year, really? It is dead a little bit. It's Romeo done. Uh, I'm going to fuck all. I'm going to do fuck all. My partner's working for most of uh, the sort of New Year's period but uh, yeah just just stay at home I guess stay out of trouble yeah. stay at home stay out of trouble will you stay up? Uh, yeah they usually have um, Essex seems to go really big on fireworks and, and so do Kent actually and you can see across the estuary uh, Kent usually uh, sort of smash out some pretty decent fireworks I don't like fireworks, fireworks. Well, do, your dogs not, do your dogs not get scared? couldn't give a shit could not give no, a don't shit mind. yeah amazing really. huh, that's weird yeah, it's mad isn't it yeah. but, they, but I imagine there'll be some kind of show some kind of sweet show You'd be Jules Holland, it, will you? Bit, bit <laughs> You're a nanny. Thing. They film that in like summer, don't they? they film no, it, like... gentlemen. No, 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 gentlemen. 2022. Yeah, like with a clock on his head. Who is that? I heard that that's um, what? Who's Barack, got a clock Barack on Obama. Head? Who's got a clock on their head? Every Jules Holland who's a nanny, right? It's a guy who walks around. I've not watched. I do. I, I mean, to be fair, the last ten years, I've not been watching Hootin' Nanny. I've been out being cool. Well, half of that's true. <laughs> I'm going to tell you now. There's a guy. <laughs> who walks around with a big clock on his head. Right. And he's kind of famous for it, right? Yeah. Uh, he looks like uh, that, right? Oh, okay. And he's it got counts a down, head. And it counts down to the, um, to, the, to the new year. Yeah. But they film it in like July or whatever, you know? Yeah. I also heard that they moved the studio right down to Kent because that's where Jules Holland lives. <laughs> but that, that doesn't strike me as the kind of thing the BBC would do. Because... Everything the BC2 is studied and like uh, any kind of excess like that, you know, we can talk about uh, different ways the BBC is funded and stuff, but like any kind of excess would be exposed by the Daily Mail. If they did, if they were seen to do anything out of the ordinary, uh, that would be exposed as a as a situation. Be, it would be used as a stick to beat. Yeah. With, right. Exactly. Absolutely right. Mm. Um, all right, Pete, let's have a little break. Uh, when we come back, we will um, we'll do some more. Transfixed by the clock, man. I, 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 I was I tried... looking at it. Was eyes gone for who's just time toll? I tried to make a, a rumor up that it was like Barack Obama in it or something. Yeah, or, or a rumor that it was someone famous, but I couldn't really think about it. <laughs> I, just, I just didn't put it off, so I just fucking. Probably Vic it Reeves off. or something. Anyway, he's mates with him. Any more New Year's Eve chat on Thursday? Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll do some more. Um, we had so many good emails about people's good and bad Christmases that we'll do a few more of those cool. uh, just the other side of this lovely hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. It's the Luke and Pete Show. It's part two of the Luke and Pete Show you were listening to like five seconds ago. Yeah. And we're back. <laughs> I don't think people will be confused, will they? Will they be confused? By the way... I'm confused all the time, Luke. I mean, well, come on. Before we get into, the, before we get into these, these emails, yeah. um, uh, have you heard of a podcast series called Sweet Bobby? Yes, I listened to four. Good, um, right? Good, yeah. Um, the, the, the thing has just been revealed, uh, but I didn't go further than that. I was like, oh, cool, yeah, no, it is. Don't yeah. need to care him all that. It's, it's very kind of distinct. It's got two distinct kind of stages to it. Yes, like yeah. a before times and an after time. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Well, I, I thought you were going to... I... I uh, catfishing is personal and difficult. Yeah. But there were certain stages along the way where I went, I think she might be a bit thick. <laughs> out of order. It's not out of order. I think she might be thick. It's a really difficult one, isn't it? Because you think <laughs> to yourself... Difficult. What but, would but, I do but, that permission? But, but Pete, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the issue, I think, around coercive control and yeah. and the psychology of it and stuff. But no, in the, in the start bits where there's always an excuse and you sort of go, eh. I mean, that I would be, maybe I'm just more of a suspicious mind. But 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 then with coercive control and, and, and kind of like someone who's stringing you along, like you, the, she, she's a dreamer, she's a hopper. She's a lover, I think fundamentally. It, need, it needs to be... You have to be a certain kind of person, perfect. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I think I'm cynical... Right. Anyone who's ever been interested in me... Your um, heart's like a stone, isn't it? Like a stone. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of like, anyone who's ever interested in me, I'm always like, what's, what's this about then? What's going yeah, on? What's the rub? What's the work here? If you go collect five geeks and get a free cup of coffee, <laughs> what's going on? I don't think you're a geek. I'm very suspect. Oddball. Suspect. I say oddball. Oddball. <laughs> yeah. A man who belongs on the fringes of society, as you yeah. always used to say. Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's fair. Yeah, that's but fair. You, you took that as an insult, and I don't think you should. <laughs> It's nice of the fringes. If I said to you... Oh, something interesting happening out there. Exactly. Yeah. I said to you, Peter, the problem with you, you, the thing about you, Pete, is that you're just really down the middle mainstream. You'd be offended by that as well. Yeah, I like being... I'm on the fringes. I'm with the Geordie Dancer, uh, who dances outside the Cenotaph. The Huddersfield Rapper. The Huddersfield Rapper, Purple Aki. I don't know, all them. <laughs> the guy all you... Um, Lawrence, Hartlepool's Lawrence. Hartlepool's Lawrence, R.I.P. Yeah. How did he die again? Can't talk about it. Uh, I think he did a heart attack. Oh, okay. He was uh, he was implicated in a murder uh, case, but he um, he obviously had nothing to do with it. Bloody hell! You sound on the when you're an oddball over there, when, you're an, when you're an oddball in Hartlepool. Did you murder someone? It's yeah. like no, I didn't. I'm just an oddball. Leave me alone. Yeah, I'm just different to you. Just different to you. Like the guy who walks up and down the road up here, who's got a dog in a pushchair. Uh, I've not seen this guy, but I very much I see him. What's yeah. this guy? Yeah, you sometimes see him on the way into work. What? Oh, you probably don't come in the same way as me, so you don't see him. What? He's always walking. He's always walking his dog. I don't want to kind of cast aspersions over him. He's mm. a, a human being worthy of respect, but he does take his dog for a walk, but put his dog in a pushchair. But it might be an old dog. It's not. Oh, don't look like one to me. <laughs> don't look like one. I mean, maybe it is then, and maybe yeah. he's just giving him a little walk out. It just does look. It does look odd. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Anyway, um, Rich, um, I hope you're delighted to be. <laughs> 
read out after that chat. Uh, he's got in touch about his worst Christmas ever. Yeah. Okay. Um, so strap yourselves in for this one. He says, hi, Luke and Pete. Long time listener, first time emailer. And what always um, horny impresses me oh. is that a lot of these emails we ask for, people have to take a lot of time to write them out. Yeah. This one's and I a long appreciate one. you crafting it in this yeah, way. I yeah, appreciate the t- I appreciate the time yeah. uh, invested. Long yeah. time listener, first time emailer, says Rich. I felt I had to email him about my worst ever Christmas as a new father of an 11-month-old and a big fan of Christmas. Me and the wife I have access to decided that instead of spending it elsewhere, we would host Christmas and begin some new family traditions. What a lovely idea. What a lovely thing to do. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, my parents, for the first time in 30 plus years, agreed that they would come to us instead of hosting themselves. Mm. Everything was ready. We made a lovely, albeit ugly, gingerbread house on Christmas Eve. <laughs> and I prepared the turkey for the big day. As my parents were en route to us, the wife I have access to was the first to get struck down with a nasty bout of norovirus. Oh, no. Shit. Terrible Shitting timing. hell. My parents arrived, and I informed them that she was ill upstairs, and it was likely going to be a grim Christmas for her away from the rest of us. Later that evening, I was next to the... Uh, uh, sorry, later that evening, I was next to fall, meaning that by Christmas morning, both of us were utterly unable to look after our son on his first Christmas. Awful. <laughs> Thankfully, as my parents were there, they were able to look after him. My mum carried my son down the stairs early Christmas morning, though, and slipped, slamming her foot into the stair gate at the bottom of the stairs. In pain but playing the trooper, she carried on looking after my son, and my wife and I made a small amount of effort to go downstairs for the present opening. At the end of this important part of Christmas, it was clear my mum would need some medical attention as her pain had increased. Oh, God. Despite her uh, protest, my dad insisted she go to A&E, and after one of the shortest ever waits in an A&E on record, it was established my poor mum had actually broken a bone in her leg. What? On returning to the house, she then got struck down under the norovirus as well. (laughs) Because obviously, by this point, my words, not Rich's, the house was clearly a fucking plague pit. (laughs) To To just top these things off, this left my dad to cook Christmas dinner for himself, Oh, the rest of us were too ill to move from the bathroom and certainly not in the festive mood. I love that. The dad's just there cooking dinner for himself. Yeah. On Boxing Day, as my mum's symptoms slowed, they took the opportunity to head home. No sooner did they get home than my dad was the last man standing, but finally defeated and joined the rest of us in experiencing the worst Christmas you could want. All in all, the Christmas that shall not be named has gone down in folklore in my family and we are not going to host anyone on Christmas Day anytime soon. All the best, Rich. I hope Jesus. your family has a lovely time this year. They deserve, deserved it. Yeah. I hope they did. Yeah, it, uh, my main um, worry is genuinely because I get you know I got a pooty tum tum all the time. I would hate to get food poisoning or norovirus uh, at someone else's house. Yeah, you want to be home. Don't you <clears throat> you want to be home. You want to have access to a toilet that you just sort of sleep in or whatever. Like I, I just don't want to be worrying about other people's ablution routine yeah. on top of my own you know what I mean you just want to go oh my god I just need to shit but someone else is shitting I've got to hold this in. oh but you god feel, you feel like and the um, smells and the noises yeah. and the sounds and the smells and you feel like you're sullying someone else's house yeah right? exactly yeah yeah, yeah. I, I can remember um, I mean this might tell you a lot about what's happened to me since but I remember <laughs> being I may have told you this story before My one of my best friends at the time Dave Dave Watson um, good lad Good lad. Uh, and uh, his old man sadly passed away. He was a really good lad as well. And uh, he was the kind of dad who was like, right, we're going um, to cut the big tree in the front garden down and you two are going to help me. And yeah. we were like 13. And it was like amazing. Like, <laughs> like yeah, fucking definitely. So um, it, anyway, he cut the tree down. and But before he did that, I had to cut some of the branches off it. And he cut one of the branches off it. And it was quite a big branch. And it landed on my head. Yeah. Right. Shouldn't have happened. Shouldn't have happened. He should have been responsible. <laughs> I think I got knocked out. Right. And the reason I'm saying that is because I woke up in the 
my friend David's bed. Yeah. Pants are on the wrong way. No. And I was like being sick all the time. Oh, wow. Bad. That's right? bad. I'm pretty sure he, he knew my parents. I'm sure he told them and they, it was fine because, you know, it's the fucking early 90s and it was yeah. like, whatever. This thing's happening. Yeah. Don't worry about it. But. I can, I can remember rem- a clear spinal liquid coming out of your nose yeah yeah, it's fine yeah look at that my ear hole <laughs> yeah shit myself yeah um, and, but I, I can remember being sick in their house and even though they literally lived in the same road yeah. just like right up the other end yeah. I remember just thinking I just want to be home yeah. but I couldn't get home you know? oh Luke and then, and then my, um, my, mate, my mate Dave um, he was like oh, how are you feeling I was like yeah I'm feeling a bit better he's like and it's really sweet of him to do in retrospect um, but he was like oh, I bought you a Mars bar I was like, all right, wicked, cool. thanks. And uh, I ate it, sick again, obviously. Oh, no. Yeah, so all I'm saying is that, like, it's not great being outside of your own home when you're sick, right? Oh, I've got terrible, terrible brain injuries. Yeah, well, you've literally had, like, <laughs> half your brain removed by a big tree. <laughs> yeah, it's bad, isn't it? It's fucking horrible. It is bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Different yeah. times. Yeah, different, different. Um, times. Let's squeeze one more email in before we go. Uh, there's one there from Cameron Peak. Do you want to do it? It's about right, an wait. awkward Christmas. I'll find Cameron. No, I don't want to bookmark that. That's uh, not what I want to do. Cameron's awkward Christmas. Hey, lads, short time, first time. I thought I'd tell you about the time my uh, younger brother taught me a valuable lesson at Christmas time. That's a lot of time. That's four times the time first time. <laughs> lessons. Yeah. Uh, as a kid, days at my grandma's house were long and boring and very little conversation was had. In an attempt to break the cycle of complete boredom, one day my brother asked about the electric pencil sharpener on my grandma's desk and feigned interest in it uh, for a few minutes just to get some sort of conversation flowing. I know the feeling. Fast forward two weeks to Christmas Day. I'm opening the new PlayStation game I'd wanted for months as my brother opens his gift to find... An electronic pencil sharpener. I knew where that was going straight away. No, 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 no. Uh, Oh, dear. Oh, no. I hate what comes next here. My, at the time, six-year-old brother is unable to keep his emotions in check and immediately bursts into tears. This turns into quite a big argument between my mum and my grandmother and a very tense Christmas lunch. However, it taught me a valuable lesson. Never show interest in anything within a month of Christmas. And that is an excellent lesson. Very, I, I wouldn't have been able to be... I would have had to pretend to like it. There is a... Yeah, I think I would too. Yeah. But I would have cajoled my parents into buying the right thing. I think I... That, but you wouldn't know, because you don't know, do you? Oh, no, I would have cajoled them into getting the exact right thing. Did you used to look for Christmas presents? Every last fucking Christmas them? ruined by me and my inquisitiveness. Did you used to pretend that you was a surprise? Yep. No, I was, one, I, no, one, I, no one suspected. I'd asked for something, and I was like, I really want an Omega 1200. It'd be amazing. Uh, and I was like... Where is it? And I found I found every big present I've ever had. Huh. Scumbag. But your parents knew that you had, or they didn't. Know. No, no, they didn't know. No, because you, you think you think you're, like as 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 a kid, you always think you're under suspicion for things that you've done. You know what I mean? Like like they're always looking for. But when you live in a house with kids, the kids are always just fucking with stuff anyway. So that you wouldn't remember where you left something because some kid would come along and fucking moved it or knocked it over or smashed it or eaten it or something. So like you'd never really know where things were anyway. So you'd just be like, I'll put it in that cupboard. I won't worry about it. And I was like looking for traps and stuff that my dad had put like a, <laughs> yeah. a single hair yeah. across, the, <laughs> yeah. across the corner of the door. Yeah. But in reality, it's just like, if he fucking finds it, he's found it. Dick. He's a dickhead. So, but you, you believe in Santa Claus? You what? You believe in Santa Claus as a kid? Uh, no, no. I <laughs> did from about three. I didn't believe Why? in Santa Claus. I don't know. I just I don't think there was any. It was clearly my parents. Like, what does my dad, what does Santa know about the Omega 500? 
entertainment series box. You were, you were not a normal child. Not a normal child. No. Um, I want to squeeze I've, one more I've in become, before we I've go. I've become a not a normal boy. Because I think people have taken the yes, and man. People have uh, taken the time to be my lens, so we should get for as many as we can. Hero Quest is back. I'm just... <laughs> Oh, is it? Yeah. I used to love Hero yes, Quest. please. And Space Crusade. I've said it before. My first uh, uh, ejaculation was uh, oh. during a... <laughs> My first ejaculation was Christmas during... show. <laughs> well, a post-Christmas what show. You... It was during... Um, I was playing the Amiga version of Hero Quest. It was like, a, like a, they did a video game version, like a, a, a turn-based, uh, and I felt all funny. And then, whoa! The journey begins. The thing that ruined my life all over a couple of fucking orcs and a dwarf. Fantastic. <laughs> what, what email do you want to read? I can't fucking do it. I can't. <laughs> You've never told us that before. I have, I have. Why wasn't it? Was I spoffed on a pillow. Wasn't, wasn't there a buxom wench involved? I don't in think that? there was, no. I don't think there was any women in there. Maybe she was like an elf or something, but that wasn't what I was excited. I just felt, I just remember. Were you rubbing yourself? Everyone, I guess, no, I don't think I was just sort of like, I feel funny. It's and I was saying an Amiga version of If you put your life into an <laughs> algorithm <laughs> and said, how did this man yeah. first ejaculate? It would be this. Uh, Amiga, not, check. Yeah. Computer game, check. Into uh, a, a pillow, a check. Of, a version of a, of a role-playing game on the Amiga, yeah. Furtive glances, yeah. check. I might play it again, see if it, <laughs> see if it reignites. Maybe it's, like, maybe it's like a Pavlovian reaction. Yes, my God. I hope not. You pay for room as their first. That'll be a fucking Patreon show. Hello at lookatbeatshow.com, <laughs> Anyway, Josh, I'm yeah. sorry that you have had to follow that. Let us know. Josh, okay, right. Josh has emailed yeah. in All with right. an email about a garage sack. Okay, I good. I don't know what it is. Lovely. There's less, less, less about yeah. your sack, yeah. more about his garage sack. Are you doing it or do you want me to do it? Uh, I'll smash it out. Go for it. Uh, Josh emailed a while back about his dad sharing an x-ray dick pic on Facebook. Yeah, classic. A wonderful classic email. Yeah. Um, very much our level. We, you know, you, you sort of, you furry your brow when I'm dirty, but he's been dirty as well with his dad's cock. So, I, I... <laughs> you asked for Christmas related emails and I wanted to answer your call to action by describing my favourite festive tradition, the playing of Garage Sack. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird. The best thing about Christmas time is my ra- in my rather boring home of Chesham is I that- love Chesham, by the way. Lovely part of the world. Buckinghamshire. Lovely, Beautiful yes. Beautiful part of the world. Is that old friends have escaped to greener pastures return for family visits, providing rare opportunities to meet up. These meets would often take place at my residence, the pubs in the area being A, rubbish, and B, closed on the 25th at least. After fulfilling uh, uh, family, family uh, commitments, one or two friends would visit my place for late night drinks, and at many uh, such meets, king-size roll-up cigarettes were shared in my garage. One fateful night, in December 2010 my brother two friends and I were merrily doing what we did in the garage when one of us picked up a semi-inflated Pilates ball uh, about half the size of a football we started playing some form of keepy uppy with very relaxed rules about which part of the body could be used to strike the half inflated sack like object on every subsequent trip to the garage that night we carried on with the game and at some point the term garage sack was coined by one or other of us this seemingly uh, innocuous event would send ripples through time we played several more times before the end of the festive season that year and every subsequent year until Christmas 2016 after which I moved abroad. Over its six-year lifespan, Garage Sack developed as we created more imaginative ways of sacking. Uh, in this final form, it was a blend of volleyball and basketball where the goal was to pass the sack around the garage before eventually scoring into a collapsible storage box that was hung on the wall like a bas- basketball ring. Uh, you just need to create the longest, most stylish build-ups possible before spectacularly finishing with a head, chest, shoulder, or in any way that looked really cool. At its peak, we had 15 people crammed into the garage. <laughs> Silly, I know, but 
but I genuinely genuinely look forward to this every single year. It was ultimately about friends that rarely got to see each other, meeting up and having a laugh. It saddens me uh, that we've moved on in our lives now and uh, the days of Garage Sack are behind us. Uh, maybe it could be resurrected one day, maybe not. All I know is that I'm richer for having sacked and that those seven Garage Sack Christmases will be always remembered fondly. Best wishes. Have an excellent Christmas. Josh, what a lovely, wholesome email. What a oh, garage sack. Dude. Garage sack, man. Yeah, that sounds great. In the professional game. I'll be up for it. I'll be up for a game <laughs> of garage sack. Oh, listen, anything that gets me out of playing Hero Quest on the Amiga with Pete <laughs> <laughs> works well for me. There's an orc over there. Oh, oh my God. Great oh, stuff. Yeah. Thank you very much, Josh. I think it's only fair we give you the final word yeah. uh, on, on today's uh, Christmas special. Definitely. We hope you continue to have a lovely festive period. We'll be back on Thursday, the 30th. News. Um, for more of this nonsense, keep your emails coming in. We'll probably squeeze a few more Christmas themed ones in because it is still technically Christmas around then. Yeah before um, looking on with horror at another year ticking past and wondering what uh, 2022 holds for us. Could be anything, couldn't it, after the last couple of years? Pretty much. Stay safe, look after yourselves and each other, and we'll speak to you again soon. Say goodbye, Peter. Goodbye, Peter, bye. It's goodbye from me too. Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.